Welcome to the Josie Bass podcast series. We take listeners beyond the printed page where our authors reveal what motivates and inspires them to write about their groundbreaking ideas. Hello, this is Genevieve Ayosa with Josie Bass, and today I'm talking with John Beeson, author of the recently published The Unwritten Rules, The Six Skills You Need to Get Promoted to the Executive Level. John Beeson is principal of Beeson Consulting, a management consulting firm specializing in succession planning and top talent development, executive assessment and executive coaching, and organization design and change. His articles on succession planning and talent development have appeared in the Harvard Business Review, Across the Board, and Business Horizons. Welcome, John. Uh, Hi, Genevieve. John, you've worked extensively in executive placement and development. What trends do you see surrounding the development of senior leadership talent in most organizations? There are two overall trends that I would point to that together, I find, create a major disconnect between companies that would like to ensure future leadership talent and the managers who aspire to get to the executive level. On one hand, the senior leaders in virtually every company I work with express significant concern about their ability to fill the executive positions that are in the process of opening up as baby boom era executives retire. Now, on one hand, the pace of those retirements has slowed a little bit in the last couple years because of economic conditions, but they are very likely to pick back up as soon as the economy strengthens. By contrast, I see talented, hardworking managers who would like to advance to the executive level, but they're frustrated and confused about what they need to do to get promoted to the C-suite level. And just by way of definitions, by that I mean chief information officer, chief marketing officer, chief financial officer, that level in the organization. Bottom line, I find that companies do a very poor job of communicating the criteria that they use to make executive placement decisions. And as a result, aspiring executives are left in the dark about what they need to develop in order to get ahead. Bottom line, this disconnect, I find, is not helping companies address their leadership development challenge, and at the same time, it's not allowing managers to take control of their careers and advance to the higher levels consistent with their ambitions. In my book, I try to describe what I call the unwritten rules by which people get promoted to executive-level positions. I'm a firm believer that if companies would make these rules more transparent, in a sense, make them the written rules, it would be easier for managers to develop the skills required to get to those levels. And in the process, companies would find that their leadership development efforts are much more productive. What misconceptions do managers typically have about how to advance to the C-suite level? In the course of my career, I've been privileged to sit in on numerous executive level placement decisions. I've also had a chance to coach a number of highly talented so-called high potential managers. There are a few common misperceptions that I find that get in the way of a manager's ability to advance to the executive level. One is the assumption that top-notch performance in your current job will necessarily get you promoted. A second misconception is the sense that it's all in who you know, that these are purely political decisions. And thirdly, a sense that the skills you need to excel at your current level are the same ones you need to display to get promoted to higher levels. To be clear, producing strong results in your current job is very important, but they are a prerequisite to being considered as a candidate for advancement, what one of my clients calls table stakes. By themselves, they won't get you promoted. With regard to the political piece, developing relationships with senior executives 
is certainly very useful. What's really important, though, is building their confidence that you have the skills to succeed at the executive level. So what aspiring executives need to do is to look for opportunities not only to build their relationships with senior people, but importantly, to demonstrate the skills that are critical to build that level of confidence. Lastly, to get ahead, managers who would like to crack the C-suite level need to understand which skills are critical to success at the executive level versus those that are very important at the manager level. To give you an example, building a management team. At the middle management level, I see managers focusing on activities such as building team cohesion, morale, clarifying roles within the team. All of these are very useful to helping a team perform if you're a middle manager. However, senior level decision makers are looking for someone's ability to build a team, to be able to track talent, put that talent into place. That's how they define building a strong management team and that's the kind of skill you need to demonstrate to build confidence in the part of those senior level executives because it's that ability to build a team that allows you to delegate and focus on the other executive level tasks that are really critical to success at that level. So, John, what are the factors that really make a difference in who does and does not advance to the executive level in most organizations? As a starting point, I think it's important for a manager to get a clear understanding of those things that will make you a candidate to get in the game, if you will, as opposed to those skills that at the end of the day, when all the discussions have taken place, are the ones that senior-level decision-makers use to decide who gets the job. To give you an example, again, as I mentioned before, producing results in your current job, that's very important. It's vital to demonstrate your ethics and integrity, that you share the goals of the organization. It's also important to demonstrate your drive to lead. And by that, I mean you're willing to, to step up to make the kind of difficult decisions expected of an executive. However, those are prerequisites. Those are the, the first gate, if you will. Beyond that, I find that there are some critical skills that ultimately relate to the fundamental tasks of being an executive and those are the ones that senior level leaders use when they make these decisions. To get specific, one is creating a sense of direction and priorities for the organization. And to do that, you need to demonstrate your strategic skills, your ability to shape strategy, and then motivate others to follow that new sense of direction. As I mentioned before, building a strong management team is critical but specifically that ability to attract and put in place a strong team of talented individuals. Now, at the executive level, you will still be responsible for managing implementation, what I call getting the wash out the door, but the critical thing is to develop the skills to do that so that you personally are not pulled down to too low a level of detail where you're micromanaging every decision and activity, really working with your team to put in place an infrastructure within your organization where implementation takes place, but again, you've got time to do other executive tasks. I think other skills relate to what I call demonstrating a capacity for innovation. Senior-level decision-makers aren't only looking for people who can manage the status quo. They're looking for people who can lead the introduction of significant change, the current business practice, when necessary. 
They're also looking for people who know how to work skillfully across organizational boundaries to get things accomplished. And I find this particular skill is sometimes misunderstood by managers. On the one hand, yes, it has to do with collaboration and being a team player, but it also involves things like influence and persuasion, knowing how the organization works so that you are ultimately able to work with and through others to get things done within the organization. These are the things that senior executives must excel at, and these are the skills you need to demonstrate to those who make these kind of decisions. If you are a manager who aspires to the executive level, then where do you begin? Where should you focus all your efforts? The first step, and quite frankly, I sometimes find that this is the hardest, is taking the steps to get what I call the feedback that really counts. And by that I mean candid and accurate feedback about how you are viewed in terms of these skills, these factors, by those people in your organization who make executive placement decisions. You need that kind of feedback to understand what skills you have demonstrated to their satisfaction and where there are question marks or where there are other skills you either need to develop or you need to display to breed their confidence in your ability to succeed at that level. Most companies, I find, are quite hesitant to provide this feedback. So a manager needs to be very skilled in what I call teasing out this feedback from the right people. Getting, again, getting an accurate sense of how you are viewed in terms of these skills, these factors, by those who make the ultimate executive placement decisions. Your next step is to take a critical look to see if you're in the right position to demonstrate those skills. If you are, that's great. You know, take those steps that allow you to be able to demonstrate whatever it is in terms of these skills to build confidence. In some cases, though, you may need to consider a move into another assignment. To give an example, strategic skills are, are one thing that senior decision makers look for. Some managers I work for will say, look, my job doesn't allow me to demonstrate strategic skills. If that's the case, you need to take the steps to move into the right kind of job that allows you to develop what I call your strategic gears. Is that, again, that's something that senior level decision makers will be looking for. What other suggestions do you have for a manager who aspires to move up to the executive level? I suggest that managers think carefully about how to develop their career over a number of years so that they build the breadth of knowledge and perspective to advance to and then be successful at the executive level. There are three strategies that I often recommend to the managers that I work with. The first one is to increase your visibility to a broader range of executives within the company. That is allowing a broader range of people to know your capabilities, to want to bring you into their organizations, and really be advocates for you when senior level positions become open. So as a result, look for the projects, the task forces that companies often put together that allow you to work across organizational boundaries, especially if those projects involve interaction with more senior executives, sometimes the chance to present to them. Those are the things that allow you to, to shine your light more broadly within the company. Second strategy is to build your external network. And I find that there's a trap that sometimes very well-intentioned managers fall into. It's what I call being internally focused. Working hard, certainly, but getting overly focused on company activities, 
getting into the rumor mill. By developing your network outside of the company, you are creating an outstanding resource to help you with industry practice, new ideas, the kind of things that will really contribute to your strategic thinking, your ability to lead innovation. Also, very practically, having that external network can be very, very useful if and when you decide you need to look outside of the company for opportunities. The last suggestion is to try to develop a series of job assignments in your career that build the kind of perspective on the business and the industry that is necessary for strategic thinking and also an understanding of how the organization works. Don't get too preoccupied about advancing up your promotional ladder within your function. That's great in the short term, but having a breadth of assignments in different business units, different functional areas, having jobs that bring you close to the customer, those are the kind of jobs that can pay big dividends over the long haul of your career. Thank you so much for your time, John. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very, very much. I've been talking with John Beeson, author of the recently published Jersey Bass title, The Unwritten Rules, The Six Skills You Need to Get Promoted to the Executive Level. To find out more about this title and all Josie Bass publications, please visit www.josiebass.com. That's J-O-S-S-E-Y-B-A-S-S dot com.